Michigan wins the game. Michigan shocks Washington, and the Wolverines are victorious. I suppose our youngsters would say cornball or square. And now, CBN Radio brings you... broadcast uh, uh, media can do. You give them a sense of flavor. It's all vegetable. It's digestible. It's delicious and nutritious. Bite-sized and ready to eat. It's made with real egg formula. And here's a nice-looking record package in from New York. I woke up this morning with WCBN. America's ace of the airways. If this instrument is good for nothing but to entertain, amuse, and insulate, and we will soon see that the whole struggle is lost. And believing that radio has a responsibility to serve in the public interest at all times, we are turning over our facilities to the state militia at <laughs> WCBN FM Ann Arbor BN WCBN FM WCBN FM WCBN FM Ann Arbor WCBN Ann Arbor A very pleasant, peaceful feeling. You relax deeper and deeper each downward count of my voice ten. Relaxing deeper, nine, letting the body gently begin to sink deeper, eight. 8.3. Yes, it's like a, a push-button radio, you see. 24 hours a day. Whether you like it or not. Oh, we're limited to a 500-mile radius now, but we're working to extend that limit. Good evening, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim DeWire. And Thanksgiving is upon us. And Rush Limbaugh is convinced that the pilgrims ate organic vegetables at the first Thanksgiving. And I read that, and I thought, yeah, all the vegetables were organic back then, dude. There was no petrochemical industry as of yet. <laughs> Your history is off by 250 years. Uh, I guess the pilgrims eating organic vegetables is somehow a swipe at socialism. Very interesting article about how the Thanksgiving myth has even been hijacked by the uh, 
the Tea Party and the conservatives to claim that, uh, you know, Thanksgiving was not about... It's proof that socialism failed. The failure at Jamestown is proof that socialism failed. And as if socialism had even been created yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had some disease problem in Jamestown. Yeah. Some supply problems. And, of course, if uh, Palin wants to party like it's 1773, get rid of the makeup, girl. I don't yeah. think they had makeup back then unless it was lead-based. Well, maybe they right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the uh, Republican Party's longstanding trope of the good old days uh, truly will extend back to that uh, puritanical era yes where uh being locked up in the village stock was a good uh and i don't know maybe that's the equivalent of uh being on television today being on fox having the soapbox yeah of being locked up in the village idiot square town center incredible stuff uh of course it's thanksgiving week and uh well we have lots to be thankful for and i figured i'd uh, actually educate the public about what's actually happened during the Obama administration during this so-called economic calamity that everyone talks about. Let's see, this S&P has gone up uh, over 300 points. The Dow Jones Industrial Average has gone up 3,000 points. The NASDAQ has gone up almost 1,000. Now, on the bad side, possibly the good side, and possibly there's a linkage to this, oil... Uh, went from uh, roughly $46 a barrel to today. I just uh, looked at uh, CNBC at late in the afternoon, and it was trading at about $82 a barrel. So that's a significant increase. And gold uh, has uh, gone up uh, $400 an ounce. The euro is exa almost exactly the same. So... Uh, Things are looking up a little bit in the economy, not uh, massively uh, better, but uh, all of this hang-wringing about how the stimulus package failed and this, that, and the other is uh, wildly off the mark, and uh, I just wanted to give out a brain damage award. Of course, we've had a lot of media focus this week about the TSA, you know, the, the uh, body screener imaging devices. Right. Um. It's interesting that the people who are were screaming the loudest about terrorism are trying to exploit this issue. First, they exaggerate the terrorism problem, and then when new technology is developed, it's obviously ineffective, overpriced, and ill-suited, really, to the— Almost pointless. Yeah. Um, and the policy at the TX TSA seems to be uh, utterly clueless. Um Apparently, you know, the idea that grandmothers need to be body <laughs> searched or patted down if they refuse to be body imaged uh, is kind of ludicrous. I mean, I realize there's all this sensitivity about racial profiling and whatnot, but uh, it strikes me that there needs to be a completely different approach to the whole uh, issue. And... Uh, the media, which, of course, has hyped the fear of terrorism uh, for 30 years, um, is now hyping the fear of the body um, imaging devices that they seem to be clamoring for. It's kind of what you deserved. <laughs> Remarkable stuff. Well, of course, the holiday season, Thanksgiving. Uh, and just for the record... Yeah. Uh, the uh, 
the uh, comic or the humorous Dave Barry apparently has a fuzzy groin. <laughs> he was pulled aside after uh, the image of his groin was fuzzy. Oh, <laughs> he needed a... <laughs> Uh, uh, to be closer scrutinized by... Yes, he needed a pat-down job. <laughs> mm -hmm. They're doing that at the airports now. Yeah, so it's... Uh, <laughs> so that's where the Tokyo Health Tawdry surveillance went. activity, or I would say, uh, well, better not go there. Yeah, <laughs> it is but the dinner hour. A, you, 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 uh, you fill in the, the S. Right. Well, perhaps the S is uh, in shopping, or perhaps in Santa, or perhaps in um, stockpiling candy, uh, because, of course, candy sales as an indicator of uh, America's holiday season, why you're a month and a half ahead of the curve if mm -hmm. you notice what candies are being uh, put in the big piles at the grocery stores. And, of course, I don't know how many decades it's been now that Christmas has become really a leading economic indicator, yes. which is ironic beyond the capacity of uh, most God-fearing Americans to uh, truly grapple with, uh, if you take Christ's messages seriously. But um, it is indeed, uh, consumer spending, that is, uh, accounts for about 70% of economic activity in the U.S., and this is maybe one of the systematic problems. Uh, that our country's struggling economy has faced over the last 30 years. But we are seeing, just to sort of tag on to your uh, good news out there in the mix uh, picture, U.S. retail sales uh, recorded their largest gains in seven months in October. And uh, interestingly, car sales accounted for two-thirds of the October rise. Mm -hmm. And, of course, for people who, I mean, who wanted to complain about... Uh, Bailing out the uh, auto industry, these car sales represent jobs here in Michigan. And so now there are some better products. There's some very good cars uh, being manufactured at the moment. And so this is good news. Well, yes, and down here on Gray Matters, we were ve vehement advocates for bailing out General Motors. Uh, for sure, Chrysler, a little bit more of a mixed uh, picture with them. Right. But yeah, it's the it's the fact that the entire industry would have collapsed. There would there, you know, the money that was fronted to GM. They had an IPO last week, and I don't want to get into too much of the technicalities of that. But basically, the government's ownership of GM has been sort of halved for the time mm -hmm. being, and uh, the IPO basically, um, G GM has paid back the government most of it, not all of it, but they still owe the government some money. Uh, the bridge loan was completely necessary because uh, a collapse of General Motors and Chrysler would have led to a collapse of the entire auto industry in the United States. Well, and really, because that's, of the parts, <clears throat> indeed, that, that's the, the, the last connection. The huge uh, infrastructure that this country used to enjoy uh, around its manufacturing base, what's left of the auto industry represents the bulk of all that remains. And a very telling statistic that I saw in uh, the Nation magazine recently, I, did, I, I failed to bring in this little item, but I, I found it remarkable. But this refutes any argument whatsoever that tax cuts create jobs. During the Bush administration's tenure of office, and of course he's still um, giggling on the talk lecture circus. Got a few comments to make in that. Dinner. Almost sickening. It really uh, is. Watching this performance while he, he talks about Selling books and peddling books, and it's like, 
Dude, you need to pedal something else. It's you, you're you're pedaling BS is what you're pedaling. You're pedaling rewriting history. In any event, during the basically the decade in which Bush was in charge, the eight years, the American uh, economy lost about two million jobs, while the population increased by thirty-four million. Yeah. So the the the, the tax cut debate is unfortunately going to uh, return to the. Uh, the forefront next week uh, regarding whether or not we should make these tax cuts permanent neither created jobs nor created growth. Most of the growth in the American economy was connected to uh, war. And war is simply not uh, a very uh, good measurement of economic productivity. And I use that word in quotes because it's so destructive. Well, and this airport uh, technology is yeah. also a part of the growth that's government yeah. growth that the Tea Party people are all trying to pin on Obama. But this all occurred under these vague, uh, the, the vague thing called the global war on terror, which, of course, is one of those uh, almost sickening euphemisms. Um, it, it's troubling, you know, to hear uh, NATO committing to uh, hanging out in Afghanistan until 2015 or 2014, I should say. Uh, Obama's over in Portugal Right. Talking to NATO, uh, having the NATO conference, and they've basically come up with a an agreement uh, to keep the uh, so-called International Security Assistance Forces um, in Afghanistan with a vague plan of turning over security uh, to the Afghan forces a long time. And I'm quoting here from an article by Stephen Erlanger and Jackie Collins. Uh, from uh, Sunday's New York Times that I thought uh, had some revealing comments. Uh, they write, the longer NATO commitment comes as public opinion across Europe is increasingly opposed to the war in Afghanistan, which began in 2001 as retaliation for 9-11, but with a shift from combat operations to police and army training, European diplomats have said they hope they could buy some time with the public by emphasizing nation-building instead of combat. Uh, we can ill afford uh, four more years of uh, Afghanistan spending. Yeah, nation building in Afghanistan. And, of course, a senior uh, military uh, uh, American official noted that there are already 1,500 trainers in place in Afghanistan. He said that all 34 Afghan provinces have been graded into different categories of security and stability. But decisions on which provinces will be first handed over to Afghan uh, control, have not yet been made. So this is a vague kick the can down the road, um, and uh, it's, it's, it's troubling. Um, Afghan, Afghanistan was not an issue during this last election, uh, unfortunately, uh, in my opinion, because it, it, it is an example, I think, of what, what's really at the heart of Obama's problem. Um, which I'll just mention briefly in my opinion. There's a lot of uh, analysis in the media about Obama regarding policy and communications. That's what they're focused on. I don't think Obama has a problem with those things, a little bit on the communications side. He understands policy. Obama's problems are, are, are really connected to politics. He is an inexperienced politician at the end of the day, and he's trying... He doesn't seem to have the ability, in my opinion that, say, a Lyndon Johnson or, a, or Franklin Roosevelt had, or even a Kennedy, to bring people in. He's trying to kind of be a Kennedy-Carter person 
where he's too bogged down in the details of the policy, mm. is having some difficulty communications, <clears throat> uh, communicating the ideas to the public clearly, though I think sometimes the media uh, misstates uh, facts regarding his attempts to communicate. But his real problem is with politics. If you go back and you sort of study what happened in the election, he made some very bad political moves as the as the election was sort of winding down in its final phases. You know, the trip to Rhode Island where he refused to endorse the Democratic candidate for governor because Lincoln Chafee is my friend, quote unquote. And then that turned into a political spat publicly where the uh, d- Democratic candidate, whose name I don't remember because he didn't win, uh, told Obama to, quote, shove it. <laughs> And then he went down in the polls 15 points and ended up losing. Yeah. Um, taking Napolitano, for instance, out, out as the governor of um, uh, Arizona and putting her in the cabinet. Uh, I don't know that she had any particular brilliant expertise in, quote, homeland security, because that's her current job. But that weakened the Democratic Party in the state of Arizona. And uh, the Republicans did quite well in the state of Arizona in the last elections for because of this uh, phony immigration issue. Mm. And speaking of the state of Arizona, I wanted to give John Kyle a brain damage award. Um, You know, to come out publicly and just immediately say, we're not going to pass the START treaty and sort of uh, repudiate the word of the year, (laughs) Mm. the whole arms control process involving actual nuclear weapons involving the former Soviet Union, also known as Russia, where there are thousands of uh, nuclear warheads involved and gobs and gobs of actual radioactive material involved with uh, inspections, confirmation, that sort of thing. Either atrophying or uh, extremely vulnerable to hostile takeovers. And then to take that and then say, oh, well, we need the missile defense system because of Iran. (laughs) The incomprehensibility, the contradictions of that, need to be exposed, and he gets a brain damage award. I mean, it, there is no reason for the United States to be dragging its feet on this START treaty, because believe it or not, that was actually one of the real accomplishments that Obama got done in the first two years of his presidency. It didn't turn up in the election in any way, shape, or form as a real issue, but the agreement between Russia and the United States to actually reduce a nuclear warhead significantly was a real accomplishment, and that's a treaty that needs to be ratified. But what does Kyle want to do? He wants to modernize our nuclear capability while pursuing this really bizarre and a misguided uh, missile shield for most of Europe and North and uh, the United States. Uh, missile shield for what? That's that not fantastic, our threat. Yeah, that fantastical moment in history has passed. Yeah, you know, that was it was always a farce, but but that whole thing is over. It's over because <laughs> the idea came from Ronald Reagan uh, back in the '80s when he was addressing the religious conservatives down in yeah. Florida. I think the it was uh, evil empire over there. Yeah, and then the Star Wars. Uh, program got going and uh, what uh, purpose it serves is beyond anyone's comprehension the notion that iran as uh, odious as uh, actually is as a kind of leader he's not in control of iran that is correct and he's a buffoon in his own way but iran it is absurd to believe that they're going to start firing missiles at europe they're interested in trade like any rational country and while the Iranians are uh, 
clumsy with their rhetoric and sort of uh, goofy in some of their pub, pub, uh, theories about the Holocaust and in some of their anti-Israeli rhetoric, uh, the idea that they're going to start firing missiles is ludicrous. It's just plain ludicrous. Yet it's posed as a threat to the United States and Western Europe. Um, I haven't seen the data on Iran's trade lately, but it's uh, mainly with Western Europe. And Iraq. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and believe it or not, the Iranian government is opposed to the Taliban. So it strikes me as far more rational to uh, get cooperation from the Iranians on actually dealing with the, with the, with the Afghan-Pakistan problem. That's actually where the real threat is. It's not with Iran. So don't be fooled by... John Kyle, uh, the junior senator from Arizona, who uh, unfortunately gets a lot of his talking points from the man who campaigns without his space helmet, John McCain. And brain damage award to the GOP House Republicans. Absolutely disgusting that this political party would not vote to extend unemployment benefits before Thanksgiving. Uh, whether it's going to happen before Christmas is anyone's guess. Unemployment benefits have been analyzed by economists all over the country, and they are the most effective way to stimulate the economy, and it's the right thing to do, since that's the phrase of the year. It's the right thing to do. Well, it is the right thing to do. And to cut off the benefits to 2 million people... Uh, as they did in their parliamentary move, uh, pending further uh, negotiations on the subject, because I'm sure what's going to end up happening is these, the extension of the benefits are going to be linked to tax cuts for the rich. And to argue somehow that $14 billion is, quote, not paid for, when they're willing to extend $700 billion of tax cuts to the rich that are not paid for is uh, an example of apples and oranges and pomegranates. Well, and just flat-out hypocrisy, too, because those are some of the very same people who argue stridently for uh, church-based uh, social welfare. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, you give—you do that through the church, you know. You don't do that through the government. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how many people have been kept in their homes by, by church charity, but I, I don't think the number's real high around the country. And if you're talking about people, first of all, you know, spending money uh, directly from unemployment. We're not talking about huge quantities of money here. We're talking about $300, $400. It's uh, frightening. Just uh, to scrape people through. That's yeah. just to keep, you know, the whale oil burning so to speak and it's uh yeah party like it's uh, 1773 and watch sarah palin uh shoot a gun <laughs> into the face of dick cheney's friend well palin, it's uh, yeah. obvious that uh she's got real problems and america has real problems if she becomes President of the United States. Well, I don't know if you've heard the, uh, and this is a complete tangent and not really worth commenting on, but uh, some people actually haven't heard it yet, the uh, abstinence PSA that her daughter has recorded oh. for the radio. Yeah, Dancing is, with uh, Stars. About as ludicrous as uh, you could ever hope to see. Um, oh, well, of course, uh, she's 
like a lot of uh, Republican uh, presidential hopefuls uh, on the book tour. Yeah, I guess she's got another book coming out. Debbie's got uh, the book tour going. Starting to compete with Charles Dickens in the arena of literary <laughs> brilliance. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but uh, certainly in the fiction department, yeah. she's uh, right up there. And speaking of fiction, I guess I'll make my quick comments about Bush's book tour. Oh. And then uh, just a few quick words about the uh, up-and-coming uh, new House uh, Foreign Affairs Committee chair. Uh, it looks like a real piece of work, too. But uh, this uh, appearance by Bush on the Oprah Winfrey show, uh, I'm glad that I didn't have to see that. That would have been more than uh, I missed it. There isn't enough Mexican <laughs> cough syrup in the world to make that watchable. But uh, some of the comments are just so uh, amazing. And yet, what do we expect from this guy? Uh but uh, when he admits to having felt, quote, like the captain of a sinking ship, as the extent of the credit crunch became clear, those were inspiring words. Yeah. Indeed, that's pretty much what he was, the clueless captain of a sinking, sinking ship. Captain Crunch had more wherewithal as captain than uh, this man. He does not regret, of course, ordering the invasion of Iraq, but... Um, Quote, no one was more shocked or angry than I when yeah. we didn't find the weapons. Said he had, a, on Matt Lauer's interview, he said he Does had a anybody believe sickening that? feeling in his stomach. Yeah. Bull. Every witness at the meeting with David Kay, who said he told Bush, you're not going to find him, uh, indicated that Bush had no sickening uh, feeling in his stomach. That's just rewriting history. Yeah, and the sickening feeling uh, was, I think, in our stomachs. Uh, and according to a brief description, the uh, reviewers say the book is true to his frat boy image and has a staccato feel, uh, which no comment about that since clearly it's ghostwritten. But one of his uh, revelations of returning to normal life after the White House is he has to pick up his dog's poop. Oh. And you know... That guy should be on permanent poop pickup detail from now till doomsday. And, uh... Well, yeah, and what maybe they should do... He's not done picking up poop. ...to honor his uh, legacy, which is what he's trying to burnish. Burnish that legacy. You can't burnish what isn't there. I love the, the, the metaphor. Burnish the legacy. Well, he's out there burnishing the legacy, but, uh... Yeah, yeah. I mean, to just completely be oblivious to the absolute human destruction that Iraq has undergone because of this decision to invade Iraq. And we know the weapons of mass destruction had nothing to do with uh, what the invasion was all about. Right. This was a was an afterthought, a cover story, yeah. a false pretenses, a, you know, a propaganda operation by the uh, Karl Rove, Dick Cheney uh Project for the New American Century, these people that thought America could remake the Middle East. We were after their oil. That was part of it. Part of it was good old-fashioned American imperialism. Part of it was just outright um, political opportunism. Because I find one of the most interesting things about Bush's uh, political situation right before the uh, invasion, invasion of Iraq was how far he had plummeted in the polls. Uh because of the bad economy, uh, the yeah. tax cuts weren't really working all that well, uh, creating those jobs out well, there. Well, it was also a huge cash transfer. Uh, the connections from uh, 
the military contracting, the mercenaries that were hired out, yeah, the abandonment of old military practice of in-house feeding. We're going to hire Taco Bell to come, and you know it'll make uh, our boys over there feel like they're closer to home. Why wouldn't they rather eat regular food with their families instead of eating Taco Bell in Iraq, uh, courtesy of Halliburton? Well, and the war plan to invade Iraq, I mean, conceivably could have been written by... The leaders of Iran and or Osama bin Laden. Uh, For all the good it did. <laughs> the the those, U.S. Those were, yeah, those were like the perfect war yeah. plans for them. Yep. Um, so Bush gets uh, kudos for that. What they really should do with Bush uh, and the poop problem, because uh, we've pointed out that the GOP uh, does stand for goo, oil, and poop. Mm. That's, uh, I think... And a, Santorum. Oh, Santorum, yes. <laughs> Don't forget your Savage Love reference on Santorum. And TSA. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, yeah, the, the real thing that they should do with uh, Bush and his uh, problem with the poop on the ranch is they should build a VA hospital on the ranch. There you go. That would be a perfect legacy for George Bush. A VA hospital to treat the thousands of Iraqi veterans who uh, not only overstayed their welcome from the imperialistic perspective, but were called back to duty repeatedly over and over by Donald Rumsfeld. Rummy, you big dummy. They didn't have the troops. So these people, of course, are subjected to uh, needless uh, overstaying in Iraq, both literally and figuratively. Deep psychological scars. Deep psychological scars. Maybe they could actually uh, ha have a special VA in, in Crawford on his ranch to deal with the post-traumatic st uh, stress disorder. Uh, maybe the suicide murders can uh, take place in, in that area of the country. Um, it, it's shocking that Bush can be so oblivious to the total destruction that this war caused. And, of course, you know, needless to say, I don't know how much in, of the memoir deals with the uh, war in Afghanistan, but uh, he didn't handle that part of uh, the war on terrorism terribly effectively either. I think that one of the most interesting revelations from the book, however, has that's emerged is this new revelation regarding Senator Mitch McConnell. Fascinating that he would go into Bush uh, before the 2006 elections, before the quote-unquote surge, and advocate a token troop withdrawal from Iraq by Bush to help the Republicans for their midterm elections. <laughs> that shows you what kind of an operative Mitch McConnell is. And let's remember that Mitch McConnell's wife was Elaine Chow, Secretary of Labor. right. The woman with the funky numbers, always creating mystical job numbers at key moments of the Bush presidency. I wonder if Bush has any uh, empirical analysis about uh, those timely 500,000 jobs were created last month. <laughs> you know, as he did uh, famously uh, timing the January 05 jobs creation to a creation of 550,000 jobs or something so that he could actually claim that he wasn't the first president since Herbert Hoover to uh, actually have job losses while he was president. The numbers are clear. The tax cuts didn't work in creating jobs. What they did create were deficits. 
and a redistribution of income to the wealthy. Who did what? Spent it on a lot of hocus pocus on Wall Street. And they needed to be bailed out.